man. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, as soon as I met you, man, I knew that you'd probably have some good stories for a show. So <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I was pretty keen to, to get you on the podcast. I know some of the boys from Jiu-Jitsu are pretty keen to, to hear this. Uh, uh, but yeah, let, let's start with um, how'd you get into training, man? Um, I started back in 2012, uh, boxing. I got into boxing. How do you, you look? Uh, 29. 29, yep. Um, got into boxing because, you know, I was at the age of just going out partying. I was getting into a lot of, lot of trouble, a lot of fights, street fighting. Um, I was on a good behaviour bond. So I wasn't allowed to go out. I was on curfew. Um, so, yeah, it was either footy or I thought combat sports because I was always fighting. Um, and I chose, co- like, boxing. Um, and yeah, just joined up like a local gym. Um, what, bo- what boxing gym did you join? Originally, I joined up at um, it's called Humble Lion. Um, it was on Tolly Road, just up the road here. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah, um, but it was only around for about six months, and then he moved to the city, and it was it's too far. Oh, okay, yep. Um, and then boxed out of Golden Grove, um, 2013, uh, one. 69 kilo division state title and then I took out uh, national uh, golden gloves um, I won two more state titles after that oh yeah nice but um, yeah and then I, I got into Muay Thai so that's cool uh, how is a uh, I never hear about boxing I'm, I'm not sure if it's just because that's you know I've just never been around it too much is, is there much of a scene here in Adelaide there is yeah yeah um, there's amateur shows almost I can't hear anything now. You can't? No. Nah. Uh, it's still recording you. It's still recording? Cool. Yeah, yeah there's there's amateur shows um, every two months. Um. And we are back. Uh, yeah, so you're saying there's amateur shows pretty much all the time? Yeah, at least uh, once every two months. So okay, yep. yeah. Nice. Yeah, but um, there's not much money behind it, so the promotion and, and whatnot compared to... Uh, Muay Thai promotions, you know, you don't hear about it, so. Yeah, I remember I did, like, a tiny bit of boxing when I was in high school. Uh, what's it called? Foxies? Yeah, did you box out of Foxies? Well, I just you went to, like, a training session and yeah. the warm-up was, like, a 5K run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I died. <laughs> I legit think it was, like, I don't know. You know when you look back at things and maybe I'm exaggerating it, but felt like 5Ks. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. How long did you spend down there? Oh, I just went for, like, maybe a week or two, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like was not fit at all. What do you think of um, Terry Fox? Uh, character. <laughs> character, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that was, I thought it was like a pretty, you know, it's what I imagined a boxing gym to be like. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So, I, as a kid, I kind of loved it. Yeah. Yeah, but I was like way too, like, I had, I didn't start training till I was about 18. Like, I'd never done anything, so... You know, it was just like a chubby, you know, 16-year-old who died in the warm-up <laughs> every time. <laughs> um, how long have you been training CrossFit for? Uh, 10 years now, yeah. 10 years? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I started CrossFit when I was 21. How did you get into CrossFit? How did I get in? <laughs> I'm getting into <laughs> <laughs> Uh So, I did some uh, very recreational mixed martial arts when I was 18. So, lo- long, so really long story short... I got into an altercation when I was 18 um, with a man. I uh, realized that I couldn't defend myself as good as I wanted to. Um, 
And yeah, like the next day I just went and joined a kickboxing gym. I joined a place called United Mixed Martial Arts. Um, it used to be called Umasai. Yeah. Um, Whereabouts is that? Uh, now it's up near Smart Road. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it used to be, it used to be just uh, next to the KFC on Northeast Road. Yeah. Yeah, another one. Um, yeah. So just went there, um, and yeah, like I had I had no fitness, and I think that was probably the first, probably the same thing I experienced in boxing. Like that st- st- struck out to me heaps. Like, you know, I just could not last the whole session, and uh, I think I had a very s- similar experience to a lot of people. There was like a really small guy there who, when I was holding like the leg pads for him just chopped the fuck out of my leg and yeah. I was like man like how is he doing that like I was like there's like a huge size difference yeah and you know it's funny like him and the instructor just said like just keep rocking up like keep that's, that, that's it like and I did so I just kept going like every day um, and then I would start running to the kickboxing place and I just yeah just develop some fitness um, how long did you do the striking for uh, maybe like a maybe like a year a and a half yeah, yeah year and a half like prop like consistently so you got fundamentals down then basically uh i don't know man like (laughs) uh you know it's funny since i think i think as i got older i pursued some things enough to get good at them and now if i went back you know like probably now i'm more interested in in retaking some of those things because now I, i think i've learned to just do something maybe take my ego away from it like not overthink certain things like you know and i think now, if I went back to it, I could probably improve a lot more than I did at the time. But yeah. at the time, I didn't really understand what I was doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, and you know, they they used to run like into club sparring and oh, uh, like yeah, like a little fight club fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I remember seeing the first one and putting my hand up for that. So, so you nominated yourself for one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, did like a amateur mixed martial arts. Fight. Was it uh, just kickboxing or mixed martial arts? No, it was, it takedowns. Yeah, yeah and takedowns yeah. and submissions, yeah. How'd uh, you go? How many how many rounds or how long are the rounds? Uh, was what it was it? It was like three it was like three three minute rounds three or three threes. two minute rounds. Yeah. 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 Um how'd you go? I got my ass kicked in the first <laughs> one. <laughs> um and again, like the fitness thing was like again the thing that struck out to me the most. So I don't know, man. Like, I remember getting just, like, kneed and kicked for, like, nine minutes and just wanting to get knocked out, man. Like, because I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, if I get knocked out, like, at least this is over. Yeah. And yeah. it just wasn't happening. Yeah. And I remember getting a takedown in that fight and just, like, using all my energy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all I remember was, like, you know, it's funny. Like, when you're really young, you, like, I think after that fight, I just went out that night to like clubbing or whatever and like my forearms are blown up and I was just like man like I'm so like fatigued and I was like I need to get fitter for my next like because I was like I remember telling Richard I'm like oh when's the next one um, I'm keen to do it and yeah and from there I just decided to pursue training so I just got really into the gym and you know a huge part of me it's why I got into CrossFit I, I kept thinking like doing normal training doesn't feel like that fight felt mm. like the high intensity does, yeah. of the fight not like normal weight training wasn't mimicking that so doesn't I give you that fatigue feeling no and you know even just like the high heart rate yeah. feeling so yeah. i was like i need to mimic some of what this feels like so y- i would just do things like to simulate I'd the yeah i'd yeah. lift weights and i'd do like sprints on the treadmill yeah so and i did i do like a very 
a basic version of CrossFit. So I'd do like bicep curls and then... So that's how you got into CrossFit, basically? Yes. Yeah. So then, you know, I started thinking like, oh, I want to get like... I'd, I'd, look, I'd always been a fan of the UFC. Yeah. So, and I'd, I'd always see like wrestlers were strong. And I'd, so I'd look up what do wrestlers do for training. Yeah, okay. And I'd see that they do lots of bodyweight training. So, so, then, so then I'd be like, okay, bodyweight training must be the way. So yeah, and then I'd see they do lots of things like pull-ups. And um, and I, rem- I remember like at the place that I went to, they, w- they would do some mixed martial arts classes. And, you know, I always remembered that when you wrestled someone who was good at wrestling, they felt really strong in a way that other people at the gym didn't feel strong. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, I think for me, it was just like a search for like I can see like there's these lights do you know what I mean like there's there's these glimmers of like things that work versus things that are just like whatever um so I just kept I became really obsessed with like just finding like the train like real training yeah so and yeah. I've always liked like old school you know hard work kind of training methods so be a little by little bit I found out about gymnastics and then Olympic lifting and then I found you know just like I think I literally would Google this. With the w- gymnastics, did you go to any classes or? I did eventually, but at the yeah. time, no. I, this was just like, you know, I, there wasn't heaps around at the time either. Like, I think I literally would, you know, I would I would get anything that had training related stuff to it. So I would go, I remember going to the library back in the day and getting Eddie Bravo's 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> book. Just to like see the warm-ups that, and like yeah. what exercises were in there. Like, I would read anything to do with training, right? Yeah. And I think there was like a gymnastics book there and I borrowed that and I saw they had the rings and so I tried to get some rings and tried to mimic some of the movements on the gymnastics like pages. Um, but you'd be a fan of uh, GSP then? I take yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I think what happened was I found, um, what happened? That's right. My fitness started getting better. I started, you know, I would do like sprints all the time, like heel sprints, like with a weighted vest and whatever. And then I started Googling like world's hardest cardio workouts. Like I would, <laughs> I would Google versions of that, right? Like I just wanted to like kill myself in training. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just loved it. And eventually CrossFit kept popping up and just like a lot of people, like I was heaps hesitant about it. I was like, who, especially like so much of the CrossFit community probably in the start um, was full of arrogance of like, this is the best way. And, these workouts are so hard, like no one, ca- no one else can do them. And, you know, they really tried to target like that sort of Navy SEAL and army community. And yeah. so I remember seeing these workouts and reading them and they didn't, s- they didn't sound very hard, like on paper. Um, and, oh, you know, that was probably just me being young and naive about them. And I remember one day going on YouTube and they had the 2010 CrossFit Games winner, like the woman, and she was doing a workout and I remember like having by this stage um, started becoming a PT and I set up, I had like a little setup in my garage. So I did the workout alongside the YouTube video. It was something like yeah. power cleans and burpees and box jumps. And I remember not being able to keep up with what was happening in the video and just being really confused by it. Like, yeah, right. like I was like, I'm pretty fit. Like I'm fitter than most people I know. Yeah. Like I can't, like this woman just kicked my ass. Like, <laughs> And then I realized I'm like, oh wow, like there's levels to this. And yeah. So then at the time I I had been entering whatever sort of fitness competition I could do. So I'd you know had been doing stair ri- like stair races. Stair races. Yeah, so like um they used to do one here in Adelaide like the West Cap West uh, 
West Pack stair climb. Really? Yeah. I've so never heard of that. Hey. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if it's still around, but yeah, you, it's like. How long day. would it take you to get to the the top of that? I think the first time I did it was four and a half minutes, and then maybe the second time was four, and I think the world record was like two and a half minutes. You know, um, I think the fastest I did it with my, I might have shaved like a minute off my my H- first. How time. many stories are we talking? Uh, it's 30, 30 stories. It's like an intense. That's a lot, bro. Yeah, it's an That's intense. Solid. It's a, yeah, it's an That's intense solid. workout, man. Um. Yeah, so like I would just enter anything, you know, like I'd start entering, you know, uh, you know, just fun runs like 5Ks, 10Ks, 12Ks, yeah. um, half marathons. Um. You've done a few half marathons? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Uh, what, just do you, what do you think of running? Oh, I, I love running. Yeah, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I really enjoy running. I've never done a full marathon. Uh, it's still on the... Bucket list? Yeah. Yeah. I tried to do one just uh, recreate, so there's... Here where the gym is, yeah. there's like that crescent there. Y- yep, yeah. Like just outside of it. Um, yeah, like three, four years ago. I think I coached the lunchtime class, which finishes at one thirty, and then there was a class at six PM or something like that. And at like two PM I'm like, I wanna see if I can run a marathon before the six PM class. <laughs> <laughs> so I just did laps of the crescent. How'd you go? Um, I got close, man. I got like thirty nine Ks. Yeah, and I just like died. Yeah. Bro, that's you basically done it. Oh, like I have, I yeah. don't, I don't doubt like you could, yeah. But it was, you know what? I should, until I do it, I shouldn't say that. I found it really boring, and I found that to be the really hard part. Yeah, like Ooh. I really struggled. Like probably the first twenty k's, probably like just like any other half was fine, and then yeah, like anything beyond that, like I'm just like my head just goes to like doesn't go anywhere. It's good. like you're on a hamster wheel, hey. Yeah, if you're just doing. Yeah. Repetitive. So I should have I should have done it a different way. Yeah. But yeah, like that got really hard. Yeah. And that crescent kept getting longer. And longer. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. Have, there's a Adelaide Marathon's coming up in, I think, two months. Yep. You ever thought about that? Yeah, I should I should do it, man. We could always uh, sign up together. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, hold me accountable to it, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm keen. Oh, I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. We should no, do I, it. I I like running, man. Um, I've always enjoyed it. Yeah, I did uh, my first marathon last year. It was the Adelaide one. Um, I loved it. It was a two-lap course. Yeah. But to to run the first marathon in Adelaide, I felt like a tourist in my own city. Um, it was, you know, like you said, it gets boring, but it was still like it makes you appreciate the city and where we're from. I felt like a tourist in my own city, man. Like, yeah, just it was beautiful. But um, that's what I felt when I started doing like entering different fitness types of comps, right? Like I entered like a lot of random things. Like I entered arm um, wrestling competitions. Yeah. Like, like just, I was like, I don't know. Like I just. Where do, I you, just fi- where do you find these comps? <laughs> uh, well, I remember. Uh, I, I, remember local, I, know, well, I just, I just remember. <laughs> I just remember going to like a. No, I just went to like a. Um, just one of the Adelaide fitness expos. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like they have all these little booths, so. You know, I just take the pamphlets and then like contact them later, and that's pretty cool, though. But, but yeah. So after the YouTube video, I realized I'm not as fit as I thought I was. Yeah. And then I googled to see if there was a CrossFit gym here in Adelaide. There was uh, CrossFit Adelaide. Went there for a few um, classes, and I think the first day I go there, they're talking about like there's a CrossFit competition called Fit Wars. Yep. So I entered that. How'd you um, go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, look, I did really well in the weightlifting yep. section. Um, I think I might. You're strong won. as an ox, so. I look. I've always been strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did really well in that, and I got my ass kicked and everything else. Like <laughs> I'd never done heaps of the movements, and I think 
all I took away from it was like other people can do them really good. I can't, but like if other people can, like surely like there you must be a way. Probably, yeah. So yeah, like I, um, you know, I think I learned how to do my first kipping pull up at the comp. Like I think my judge was like trying to explain it to me. Oh. Um, you know, I'd never done a handstand push up, and there was handstand push ups at this comp or really? pis- pistols like single really? leg squats. How'd you got the time? Yeah, I could. I mean, I sucked. I think I might. I got one handstand push up barely. I couldn't get any single leg squats. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I just loved it. So this is pretty cool. Like the so the reason why I decided to stick with CrossFit is, at the time I just started my PT business, and I just got obsessed with this idea of like functional training and, like the people who were at this comp were just like so fit, like real fit. Yeah. And, I told my clients, I'm like, okay, we're gonna do this other thing called CrossFit. You're either in or you're out. <laughs> uh, and, you know, if you're out, that's cool. But if you're in, like, I, in my head, I was like, look, you can, because I used to just do one-on-one training. I was like, you can pay me less, but you can come to classes in the morning, midday or nighttime, and um, it'll be good. And then, you know, I started training, like, you know, maybe five or seven people. And, you know, I, I got really lucky. I got, like, some f- genetic freaks who started doing this stuff with me, like, um, you know, one of them is my ex-wife, like Lauren, she's like crazy strong for a woman. Like, yeah. um, you know, she's done really well in everything she's competed in. Um, and I had some, like some kids who, I call them kids, they're not, they're probably just a few years younger than me. But at the time, like they were just like crazy good at gymnastics yeah. and parkour and... Parkour and as well. Yeah. And I don't know, like I just started training with this group of people that just, you know, started showing me like how fit you could make the human body, right? Yeah. Like, and... You know, it's funny, like, yeah, like, the people who I kept training on their own, like, on -on one-on-one, just were progressing so slow compared to the people who were doing the CrossFit stuff. Okay. Um, And I think what it was is just people do better when you have comparison. Yeah. So, uh, one of the best things that happened to me, probably for my strength training, was meeting Lauren. So, Lauren and her sister Kelly, um, uh, both women, like, probably the strongest women I've ever met, just naturally, right? Is that right? Yeah, like, Lauren... Used to lift more than all the guys when we used to train, right? <laughs> like the first time she tried to deadlift, she deadlifted 120 kilos. Um, her sister deadlifted 160, right? Yeah, so these, these were like serious? these were like weird comparisons that I had first. You know, so this is like I don't know. This will be something that I'll say, and I'm not sure it'll mean much to people, but it's like it's probably one of the best things, and I think you'll relate to it. So much of like I think what you can do in life is just based on like what you believe. 100% so mindset. Because I saw all these women do like really big weights, you know, I think I don't I think I'd only ever deadlifted at maybe 140 kilos mm-hmm. until I saw Kelly deadlift 160. Yeah. Like the next day I went to the gym and I deadlifted 170. Yeah, so you just because like my perception of what was possible changed just, just moved. Yeah. And then like with Lauren, like I've always had like a thing where I'm like I need to be able to lift like twice or like three quarters as much as you. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And like, so she would get stronger and then that would just like... Motivate you to get stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or lift, like, you know, same with like fitter or whatever. Fitter, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of it. So yeah. Uh, so then 10 years went by, I got really injured and then I <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, went through a separation and I kind of had to find myself again. And then that's where I joined Jiu-Jitsu and met you after that. And now you're a professional strangle artist. <laughs> <laughs> not at all, man. Not at all. <laughs> uh, so you, we'll just go back to you, man. So boxing. 
So Muay Thai. Yeah. Um. So then. What? How was that transition from boxing to Muay Thai? Uh they yeah, two different sports. Um, it was very hard. Um, but the hands worked well with the with the Muay Thai because tra- traditional Muay Thai. Um, if you go to Thailand, it's five rounds. They don't um, It's real slow. The guards are. Their guard is really open. Sort of like they're riding a um. A Harley with like eight hanger um, bars. Do you know what I mean? Like really wide compared to your your Western style, like closed uh, chin down. But um, so maybe so I've always seen that, and it, it does always look like um. When I first would see it, I would be confused because it doesn't seem like it looks very effective. Mm. Maybe to the naked eye or the untrained mm. eye, but then you obviously see them do what they do and they're like all assassins yeah so how does that work like well um like the first like in thailand the round i think it's three and four are the only rounds that count they don't throw from round round one they won't throw any hands they'll throw like minimal kicks round two they starts ramping up round three and four is when it's like fight time and then majority of the time, um, it won't even go into round five. They find the winner knows who the winner is, and they they start dancing around the ring. The ref comes in, hold the hand up. But yeah, um, so Western style compared to like traditional Muay Thai. If you look up, um, oh, one of my heroes is a is a he's he's passed away now, but his name's uh, Raymond Deckers, and he was from the Netherlands. And he he's, he was the first uh, Falang or foreign fighter to to win the Lumpani um, title in Thailand in Bangkok, which is like Lumpani title is like the mecca of Muay Thai, you know. And yeah, if if you uh, if you get some highlights up of him, he just had wild hands and just crazy power, good look, like low kicks, just on point. Um, but it, it you know. Westerners go to Thailand, and a lot of the time, the Westerners will stop the tyres within the first first round, first two rounds, because them first two rounds for them is like a feeling out process, you know. And then you, you come here, and you go to like an Easy Fury, or and it's just from the get go, round one, it's a dogfight. They're coming at you. So I feel like, um, like especially Aussies, we've actually got a, a pretty good rep over there. Um, f- to know, like we're known to be tough and um, we've yeah got a good reputation for fighting over there but you know the tyres they're, they're real crafty their elbows kicks pet, they kick like horses um, hands n- are lacking but yeah like in comparison I think yeah it's just a, just a different style different isn't style it? yeah so you got like um so it's K1, like a Dutch style, and then like you got uh, which is like kickboxing. K1. What, what is the difference between so K1 and kickboxing? So our, our K1 and Muay Thai, our kickboxing Muay Thai. Sorry, um, Muay Thai is normally like a five-round fight, um, elbows, knees, clinch. Um, in K1, there's no you get to clinch for about two minutes. Oh, two minutes, two two to three seconds. Um, no elbows. But it's just the difference is the, the tempo 
and I, I feel like there's a lot more knockouts in K1 than you see. Oh, like than you see in Muay Thai, um, and just the pressure too. Like K1 fighters are pressure fighters in your face. Um, combinations like. And it's not just like combinations, it's like first phase, second phase combinations. So like, you know, you're going for a combo, say like a three, four, five punch combination with kick and then they're back in on you again for a second phase combination. With Muay Thai, it's a bit slower. Yeah. Less combinations, a lot more single shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like their training is really like sort of old school. Um, they run like over there every morning that you're running. Uh, they want you to normally run about 10K. So 10K before the, like you get up, run your 10K, go back to the gym, skip for half an hour, then get what? Five rounds of pads, six rounds of pads. And then it's just um, bag work. And, some, and then you finish off with clinching. And then the afternoons, it was exactly the same. But then clinching and sparring. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're sparring five days a week? Over there. But it, with uh, Muay Thai, they spar. Um, it's real light. It's real... Um, it's sort of like jiu-jitsu. Like you can go into that flow state and not get hurt. But then K1 <laughs> is a different story. It's like they're sparring over there. It's just like you're, you're fighting, basically. So What's the sparring like in boxing? Um... Yeah, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. Like, uh, at the moment, one of my sparring partners, um, this young lad, Callum Peters. Shout out to Callum. He's like, uh, he's killing at the moment. He's the best 75 kilo in uh, Australia. Um, so, yeah, sparring him, I'm, pr- I'm pretty lucky. But same time, man, like, when we spar, we battle. And it's like, you know, it's like a proper fight. And, and this kid's a savage, so... Um, yeah, no, it, it's pretty heavy on the body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks, it looks intense, man. Yeah. It, ta- it takes a toll on you for sure. Um, but yeah. Um, so so what? So you started Muay Thai and then you went over to Thailand? So, yeah, and then I went, yeah, so my trainer went to Rikers in 2014. And then the head trainer, Jeremy Keeping at Rikers, uh, took me to Thailand. And we did a couple trips there, about a month or two at a time. He took me Bangkok, Pattaya, Koh Samui. He took me, like, all around there. He took me to the best gyms to try and get me, like, you know, the best training I could and just show me, and I loved it. Um, But, yeah, going from, like, you know, Muay Thai, like, training in Thailand to to Europe is completely different again. So you go to Thailand, you spend, how long do you spend there? Spend about oh, two, three months. Yeah. All up. Um, Is it like, I've, w- I've always assumed this, but I've never asked somebody who's done it the question. Uh, is it like pretty affordable to go yeah. to camps? And is that why a lot of people go there yeah. to do camps yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Um, you can live like a king over there with an Australian dollar for sure. Yeah. Um, if, if you live at the camp as well, like pff, you're laughing. But I was living like a rich kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was just living up road, hotel, you know, got your own privacy, got pool. Yeah. Um, that way you can sort of get away from the gym and just wind down like after in between sessions. So you're not always, you know, at the gym sort of thing. Um, but yeah. 
That's cool. So you spend three months there, you come back, and then you come decide back. to go to... And, uh, and then, you know, uh, well, I think... So that was 2014. I went to Thailand, 2015. And then 2016, like, I had fights back here and whatnot in Melbourne. And then I decided to... There was a gym um, in the Netherlands, um, Amsterdam, called Mike's Gym. And it's, like, no... it's me personally it's, I think it's the best kickboxing gym in the world um, so yeah I, I went there um, I had an internship I, the plan was I was gonna you know live there and, and fight out of there but when I, I got there and I started training and I settled in it just wasn't for me like um, you know I, I lived in this fighter house there was my room was probably like two by four like it was like a, a prison cell yeah um two people to a room like bunk beds uh, there was eight, eight of us in this uh in a, in a fighter's house and it's tiny man um so yeah i spent about two months there and i was training with like world club like world champions they're all they're all world champions there um but then i hit it off with this uh polish heavyweight and so so on Sundays was our only rest day. And because, you know, we're in the Netherlands, Amsterdam, um, this heavyweight at the time, this Polish lad, he'd already lived there for some years. Um, he'd had over 200 plus fights, you know. Um, so he, he knew the Netherlands pretty well. So Sundays, <coughs> tradition was, would go and get high. Yeah. And then, um, you know, one thing led to another and, he was, it was about maybe what, he had two weeks left there and um, he, he was going back to Poland to Krakow where he was from and I just said like, you know, once he's gone, I'm like, I might go back home because if you weren't from around, um, like if you weren't a local, you sort of got treated like an outsider. Like I'd be sparring and some of the uh, sparring sessions would turn into like, there was this one lad, turn into ground and pound, like, turn into a dog fight, you know? Um, so you're just, like, you know, just fighting, fighting for your life in the, in the gym, basically. Thursdays was, uh, was a sparring day, just so we'd train three times a day. We'd wake up at, say, four. We'd have to be at the gym at five, 5.30, uh, strength and conditioning for 45. Um, that involved weights... 6k run and then we'd get about a 30 minute uh break and then be hour and a half of boxing no water and then an hour and a half kickboxing and then we'd have breakfast back to the back to the um rooms recover and then back for round two in the afternoon um but yeah so i ended up i ended up uh road tripping to poland okay yeah, yeah. Um, so I spent about two months in the Netherlands and yeah, he, he said that you ever thought about coming to Poland and I said, not in a million years have I ever did that like, you know, not in a million years would I ever picture myself traveling to Poland? Um, and he, he told me, you know, he run a gym there and, and whatnot and he had a hostel that I could stay in. So I said, cool, cool. You know, it was a bit risky. I didn't know what to expect because I didn't know, like, you know, I, I thought I knew him well, but you know, wasn't quite sure. 
Um, but that the whole experience is like traveling, like road tripping it through Germany and and seeing all the the open roads out there and everything was amazing. But um, yeah, Krakow was something else. Yeah, Poland Poland is yeah it's it's something else for sure. Um, so we get there on like a Sunday Sunday night. He drops me off at uh, this hostel and like Poland, Krakow itself is a real old city. And he drops me off at this like castle looking building. It looks like 300 plus years old. And it was just like, had this real eerie feeling to it, man. It was cold, it was like winter over there, it was snowing. And uh, so, cause it was the winter season, no one was staying in the hostel, so I had that all to myself. But it was like, it was pretty creepy, man. But um. Anyway, so my mate Thomas, his name's Thomas Salada. He's yeah, he's one of the best K1 fighters in the world, heavyweight. Um, I didn't really realise his status in Poland until I was over there. Um, you know, I'd I'd be having dinner with him or lunch, and there's people, fans coming up, wanting photos, getting autographs. His photos are on billboards over there. Oh wow! Yeah, so th- this uh, this gym that he run was uh it's called Viswa Viswa Sharks and they're actually a hooligan owned gym so they got football hooligans over there soccer hooligans and they're the strongest hooligan group in all of Europe and so the, the the hooligans train 5 days a week like professional fighters oh wow yeah far out yeah um so he had this uh he had to ask like if I could train with the hooligans like they had fighters sessions at night but because I was over there, he wanted me training twice a day. Um, so he had to get the approval that it was all good. Anyway, he picks me up for Monday morning for training. Training with the hooligans. You know, I ask him, like, they say it's cool. He's like, oh, I haven't asked them. So there's me freaking out. I'm freaking out. Like, oh, no. I get to this gym. I start, I, as we're getting closer to the gym, I start seeing all these gang signs, like, everywhere. Like, this were sharks. And then the gym is like right next to the football stadium, the soccer oval. Um, and it was just like, it looked like a prison. It was barred up like a prison. You had to buzz in, buzz out. Um, but yeah, we get there. I'm freaking out. No one's there. He's like, it's all right. They're, they're always late. Next thing, I just see all these like f- flashy cars, like European cars, like you know, Maseratis, BMWs, like the, the the best of the best. They pull up, they look like businessmen, but, you know, they're jacked, yeah. tattered from head to toe, fucking on the human growth, yeah. you know. Um, their tradition was, like, they said it was cool that I, I trained with them, but they couldn't speak any English, and the ones that could speak broken English were the ones that had done the most jail time. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So their tradition was uh, before every session, they would smoke uh, a base, they call them baseball bat doobies, right? And at this, I never smoked weed and trained, like, but to be a part of the boys and just be accepted, you know, I'm in the circle and, and the biggest one, his name was Hoodie, he's seven foot one. <laughs> oh seven foot one, and he's the one who could speak the most English. Yeah. So I knew he'd done the most jail time. He looks down at me, smoke, so of course I take it. Next thing, we go into this gym, and I'm f- I'm high as a kite. And we go in the change rooms, and I'm seeing, like, we're getting ready to, like, you know, we're getting ready to train, and I'm seeing meat cleavers, a 
seeing like, all I'm seeing weapons, I'm seeing money, I'm, yeah. But, and then so I was starting to get paranoid, the weed too. <laughs> and then with the boys, like there was like no warm up. Normally it's like three rounds skipping, three rounds shadow boxing, normally, you know, stretch, you get into it, sparring's normally at the end, yeah. Uh but with these boys it was like oh and you know, you normally spar with sixteen ounce gloves. With the hooligans, glove sizes didn't matter. It was wrap up, shin pads on. Um, I was, I was sparring guys with bag gloves, right? So for the first the first session, it would be like what well, you rotate every minute. No, every every two minutes you get a new opponent, and would go go seven rounds. So my first few sessions, it was let's see you can knock the Aussie out first. Yeah. And they were big boys, you know. I was, out, I, was, I was like the smallest one of them all. So I just have to guard up, s- stick and move. I just work and get them tired. And then once I get them tired, I just go work them, you know. Um, so th- I love that. But, yeah, so I trained with the hooligans in the morning. Um, and they were really cool by the end of it. And then I trained with the fighters at night. And um, yeah, it was it was amazing. Like, <laughs> man, it was, it was crazy. Mean, this, this is crazy. It like was crazy. So like, how long were you there for? A year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they had like this. Um, I didn't know until I was over there as well. Like tattoos aren't big. Um, and if you got tattoos over there, like on your hands, your neck, it's only hooligans really. So like, I'd be walking around and they think I'm a hooligan. But um, they had like this agreement that like so because they're like. They fight before the games. They normally, they got like agreement with all the other groups that they meet in the forest and it's uh, like... What do you mean they fight before the game? Then they, they meet before the... the do they do like a fight club kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. They, so they, they meet up, bro. Yeah. 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 So they meet up, um, no weapons allowed and it's just uh, arm to arm, like yeah. combat. But the right, so, and then the rival um, gang was like, I think it was like a 2k radius away from the gym mm. um, and the rival the two rival like gyms like Krakow I can't remember the other the other gym they're allowed a they've got like an agreement like they they fight with weapons um, and and one of the <laughs> one of the morning sessions I reckon what maybe four months in or so the other club tried coming to the gym to ambush the hooligans. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've all gone out there to fight. I've wanted to, I wanted to go out there to fight, you know, just to be a part of the boys and help them out. But my, my trainer locked me in the gym. He's like, nah, you stay in here. And then well, one of the hooligans got stabbed like eight or nine times. Oh, in, wow. In the, in the ass. So, yeah. yeah. It's pretty full on, man. Yeah. But... Um, Tw- 21, he doesn't... Like, who has maybe no context on Luke? Like, you're a pretty tough dude. You're not like, uh, I'll stay inside the gym, like, because I'm <laughs> scared of fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like fire out, man. This is this is crazy. This is crazy. It's crazy, hey? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, by, like, by the end of it, I had their respect. Um, but it was cool, like, you know. We had, like, the, the lighter, like, my, my mate Thomas would do, like, he put me in the, that have, like, a, a ring and a cage. And would do like um, last man standing, for like some some sparring days. So uh, I'd be put in with like say all the lighter hooligans, 
or the fighters, whatever, and you, you get your partner, and then if you win, you stay on your fight. And I'd always be the last man standing, and then I'd have the heavyweights in the ring, and it'd be my mate, the last man standing, or the, the last two, that the hoodie, the seven foot one hooligan, and, yeah. and my mate Thomas. And then it'd eventually it'd be me battling them. But yeah, no, it was a cool experience, man. It was it cool. Was How did the hooligans go fighting? Uh, to be honest, they're actually pretty decent. Yeah. Um, technically, there was only maybe like three that were like were really good fighters and would compete. But the rest were mainly just brawlers. Um, but yeah, they still had that, still had that size and yep. and that heart, you know. Yeah. Um, here's a question about fighting. Yeah. Um, how much of fighting is like heart versus skill? Like I know, I know the top level, like it comes down to a lot of it. Uh, heart yeah. versus skill. Yeah, like everyone's got heart. They at say the top. like um, it's more uh, mental. Yeah. Like, I think, I think they say it's about like. 90, 80, 85% mental. Um, I think heart's everything though, hey. Like if you've got a passion for something or if, you, if you've got love for it, you know, you, you'd be willing to go through almost anything to get to, or to, to get what it, whatever it is you want, you know. Um, but I think, yeah, you, you need heart for sure. Otherwise, like, yeah. Like you said, you know, uh, when you started training, um, and you found, you know, that fitness, like, you felt so fatigued, you know. You felt like you, you just want to get knocked out to get out of there and get over and done with. That's where that heart sort of kicks in. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I had, I th- how many fights? I had five or six fights when I was over there. Um, and I won all of them except for my last one. And my last one, I, c- I come home, I was homesick. Um, and then... They are they. I got a call and they said, you know, would you do you want to fight in this promotion? Um, everything paid for, free holiday, free trip, get like a spending allowance and that. I was like, yeah, cool, done. So I went there. I didn't. I should have probably done my homework on my opponent. I just was like, you know, free holiday. It's a fight. Yeah, I'll take it. And then um, when I got over there, I went over there like four weeks before, so I had time to like you know, adapt to the, um, just the altitude really. Um, cause it's, and just the time difference too, the time zone. But yeah, leading up to that, I was training with uh, my mate, Sue Thomas, and then the Polish, uh, national kickboxing coach. And he, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, this, this opponent you're fighting, his name is Marcin Stopka. He goes, he's a tough son of a bitch. And then everyone leading up to that fight, Oh, you fight Martin Stopka. He's, he's tough. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then I started looking into it. I was like, he had a very similar style to me. He's a pressure fighter. Um, yeah, is your fight with him on YouTube? Actually, he isn't. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. 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 Oh, it was. It's called Celtic Gladiator. The promotion that it was on. Um, Conor McGregor actually fought on this same promotion in 2010. Yep. That's what I got told. It was a sick promotion, but um. Yeah, he was he was a pressure fighter, and he'd had over a hundred amateur fights, and I think that was oh God knows how many pro fights. But round one was pretty even, and then round two, I just remember he had accurate, powerful low kicks, and it, I just lost all him. I don't know nerve damage in my leg or what it was, but 
I couldn't lift my leg to block the, the kicks. Oh, shit. And it was at that point, you know, I was like, fuck, I'm going to get stopped, man. Like, this is my first fight. I'm actually going to get fucking stopped. Um, and that's sort of when that heart come into it. Like, you know, you're gassed, you're tight, you're broke. Like, he's, he's breaking your soul, you know. Um, and, I, and I pushed through, like, ended up. Got, what got me through really was my coach and, and the crowd. I had the crowd on my side. So, nice, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't win that fight, but it was a good learning experience and just a, a good trip all in, all around. So, so what, what year is it now? What's that, sorry? What year is it now in the story? Uh, that was, that was, start of 2017. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then after that, you come back to Australia? No, so 2016, end of 2016, I come back. Yeah. Yeah, and then... Yeah, it was around end of 2016, start of 2017. And then I come back to Australia um, and I started falling apart. Snapped Achilles tendon. Uh, no, snapped bicep tendon first. Li- trying to lift too heavy. Deadlifts, yep. reverse grip, not good. Um, so that put me out for a while. Um, I had fight. I did have fights when I come back. Um, How many fights have you had all up? Like, 20 to around around 20 23 yeah mark yeah um, between like kickboxing and boxing um yeah so so yeah come back body starts falling apart yeah body starts falling apart so yeah just um yeah i had i fought for a south pacific title on knees um i lost that my split so, yeah, and then after that, snapped the bicep, snapped Achilles, broken dislocated finger, tendons in my hand. So I've just been, yeah. Yep, road to recovery. Uh, Work recovery, yeah. And yeah. after I did my Achilles, I was sort of, I wanted to, you know, kick kickboxing, but I thought, it's, it's, you know, it's not going to be good for the Achilles. Um, so I went back to boxing, went back to my roots and had a couple fights and, and now here I am doing jiu-jitsu. What? Um, so did you do any other martial arts after oh, sorry, uh, After boxing before jiu-jitsu? I got into taekwondo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so actually, yeah, I was, I, I was dating this girl back in like 2014 um, down uh, Brighton Way. And there was this uh, taekwondo gym down there. And, you know, I was like, I've always been interested in taekwondo just to learn some more... At, add a bit of variety to my game like more kicks um more like yeah just okay more th- th- tight, you know? that's a good question like um yeah does that stuff transfer ever much it does yeah I, I think like you know if you got strong um fundamentals and basics in muay thai then you can't go wrong but if like is that like an extra weapon in your arsenal I like feel like even if you just get one kick from I another feel, discipline i feel like it is 100 percent. i feel like Man, like the amount of kicks that I learned just from doing a year and a half of taekwondo is 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 crazy, and just like my um hip hip dexterity got heaps more flexible, um, made my kicks longer, um, just like minor things, you know. But like if you can definitely um, they're like it, two different sports again, but you can definitely execute the the taekwondo kicks in Muay Thai. A uh, good example from Riker's gym, uh, a fighter called Matt Stevens. 
He's a taekwondo fighter, or he his background was taekwondo. I don't know how many bouts he's had, but now he's he's killing it in uh, kickboxing at the moment. Yeah, nice. And most of it, like you see his knockouts and he loves his spinning heel kicks and yeah, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean I know that um, you know there's like all these YouTube clips where you know GSP learns that um. Spinning back kick that's from yeah yeah from Joe Rogan yeah that's ta- that comes from Taekwondo doesn't yeah, it? That's yeah that's it yeah Taekwondo yeah. kick uh, my favorite is probably the spinning heel kick mm-hmm. well not my favorite but probably what I'm the f- throw the easiest in Taekwondo um, but it's just about repetition as well yeah you know um, but yeah nah Taekwondo again it's because I mean uh, that's I don't I don't know I. I don't know much about the application of striking other than just what I've thought about in my head, but I think one of the things that I, I think seemed really apparent to me about um, the little bit of kickboxing that I did was like one of the reasons why some of those moves are really effective is because you can land them a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you learn a low kick, right? Like, yeah. like a roundhouse kick and yeah. you get the chance of like landing that a lot of times and then you get better at it and you can add, whereas like... um from the outside in something like taekwondo like a l- especially some of the really cool kicks like seem really hard to execute, execute. yeah um yeah i think like you know if if i if i was like my advice to kids um i'd say taekwondo is a great foundation if they were to to go to kickboxing or, or muay thai yeah um but then again, others will disagree and, and say like it's good just to start fresh and yep. that way they can just mould you. Yeah. But um, you know, I love I love being versatile. I, you know, I'm always trying to find new ways to try and uh, try and better myself and and just learn more about the sports. Like I just love combat sports. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, man. <laughs> like you've traveled, <laughs> traveled all around the world for it, man. Uh, so, where do you reckon the future will take you as far as combat sports goes? Do you reckon you'll keep competing and stuff, or I would. Um, yeah, right now, I'm I've fallen like in love with jujitsu. Yeah, it's I'm loving it, loving the the vibe down there. At AJA, um, shout out to Kate and Kane. You guys are you guys are the best. Um, Everyone at the gym makes you feel real welcome, but not just that. It's just the experience as well. Um, you know, I'm I'm loving it. So I'd I'd like to, I'd like to have a crack at um, jujitsu. Yeah. Have a cup. Try it out and and see what it's about. But yeah. We, I'm not really sure. I'd like to. I definitely. I'm not done with fighting yet. Would you ever do MMA? Now that you're doing uh, the jujitsu. Um. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind uh, throwing down with them little four ounce gloves on. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, what's what's your hesitation there? Oh, no hesitation. I just haven't really thought about it okay, too much. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nah, I, I probably would. Yeah. If if I, yeah, if I felt like my uh, ground game, um, yeah, yeah, gets a bit, forget a bit stronger my ground game, mm-hmm. then I, I'd consider it. Yeah. But um, yeah, like from. From what I've seen here on the Adelaide scene, majority of my wrestlers, uh, they are, a lot of them, their striking isn't up to like Melbourne standards and Queensland standards. Yeah. Um, 
not putting down the Adelaide uh, MMA scene at all. Like we've got, you know, top level fighters coming out of Adelaide, so can't put it down. But yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having a crack. Yeah. What about yourself? Ah, uh, just train for fun, like yeah. yeah just nah, would never. Nah. Uh, uh you know, I would love to do. When I'm, I think I said this in another podcast. No, I'd love to do one proper MMA fight. You would, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just for um, I just like to take the box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Bucket list thing, hey. Bucket list, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just good, myself. Right? Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I do enjoy. Like, I love training, you know, and I love sparring. Yeah, you can see all, all the aspects of it. Um, but. Uh, yeah, to be honest, the main reason why I want to do it is because I'm scared of doing it. Yeah, do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, and I hate being scared F- of stuff. Face your fears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I think that's probably, like, the reason every part of me is like, oh, that sounds really scary, but that that's probably exactly why I should do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, to be honest, man, like, man, like, every fight, I'm, I'm scared, but I'm not scared of getting hurt. I'm scared of losing. Okay. I'm, sc- I'm scared of letting myself down and my family down yeah i don't care about getting hurt it's like i just don't want to let um my coaches down my family down myself down yeah um so like every fight you know you go into it like you know not uh not scared but just uh excited and, and anxious but i feel like you know you learn how to control it and you 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 see shots better um you can use it to your advantage for sure. Cosimato, Mike Tyson's trainer, used to say, "A fire, you can uh, you can burn your house down with it, or you can control it and cook, cook with it." You know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It's all about perspective and and just controlling your emotions and. But yeah, every fight, man, like them nerves don't go away. It doesn't get any easier, no matter how many. Like it might for some people, but I know that every fight I've been in, I'm super nervous. I'm like super nervous, like fight day. But then I get to the arena and I start settling. And then once I start warming up, nerves gone. Walk out and once you're in the ring, nothing. Like you just, you become emotionless. Yeah, basically, it's just like tunnel vision. It's a real, um, yeah, it's it's a real crazy feeling, hey. One of the best feelings though that you ever get for sure. Yeah, 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 man. Look, it looks unreal, man. When you when you see people do it and stuff like that, or even just watching your fights and stuff, man. Like the the pretty brutal fights, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of them Polish guys, man. They're tough, hey. Like uh, my first, my first. Uh, professional fight over there f- where was it um i can't think of the the city it was but it was up in the mountains and i didn't realize again who i was fighting at the time but he was like the the hometown hero you know and i didn't know this at the time and it was a full press conference like you had to suit up and so i get to the it was I get to this press co- conference and before it even started i knew who my opponent was because uh He's he's eyeing me out from the other side of the room, staunched me out, and I was like, okay, like, and I thought it was about to kick off before the, you know, the weigh-ins, and then at the weigh-ins, like, he had the home crowd, like, everyone was cheering him. I was like, okay, he's like the poster boy, pretty boy, but like, tough Polish lad, you know. 
at the weigh-ins, he's like taller than me, standard. <laughs> like looking down at me, just like smiling, like, you know. And then I worked him, I reckon. I think I won. It was a three-round fight. And I think I won every round that fight. Nice, man. Yeah, so it was a good fight, dog fight. Like, I look back on it now and, man, I see, like, I can't even watch it. Um, it like, back then I was, like, a technical brawler. I, I feel like I've changed. My style's changed altogether. I feel a lot more, um, a lot sharper, a lot sharper. And I feel like my IQ for the game has gone up a lot too. So, yeah. 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 That's cool, man. Look, I asked you, like, None of the questions that I had prepared, just because um, I think the first podcast with you and I, I think it's just to get your story down. Sorry, next, bro. next time I get you down, I'll um, I'll start asking more of the questions. I might have gone to. No, no, that, no, that was good, man. No, that it cool? gives me it gives me good, good context to know where, you, where you've been and stuff like yeah, that, man. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah, no, that, that was great, man. Uh, if people want to find you, where can they do so, Luke? Um, on Instagram, L Bampton. Off Facebook at the moment, but yeah, just uh, just Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, definitely go and give them a follow, guys. And um, yeah, I'll 100% have you back on the show, man. You're a legend, man. I appreciate oh, having oh, me. All good, man. Take care, guys. Bye.